Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor, Dennis Dick. Well... We are rallying this morning uh, because Russia apparently uh, has beaten everyone to the vaccine punch. If you, if you had a Russia in your COVID vaccine pool, hit me up after the show. I will give you your prize money. Uh, Putin says they have a vaccine and we are rallying here across the board. Well, not in tech, but in the reopening trade, airlines, cruise lines, Boeing, uh, reopening trade is on today. Tech trade not on today. We'll talk about that. We've got a few earnings on our radar as well. Neo leading the charge here this morning. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got some M&A to talk about. We might hit on Uber and Lyft this morning. And our guest today is CC uh, Lagator. He is the co-founder of Options AI. He will give us some setups, uh, some option setups as it relates to earnings that are happening later in the week. Uh, before I throw it to Joel, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. And now... Joel, as I unmute you, what is the word here in the overnight session? Ah, uh, green by oh, almost 19 handles, 337150. A little dip off the uh, 6P open, but not enough to get me long. Missed it by a few ticks. We exploded. We got up to 3379. Now, a little complicated here. I'm not going to go into the front month contract versus the September. But basis of front month contract, which is September now, all-time high is 75.75. We got to 79. So 33.79, we'll just stick with that as a target in this morning's trading. Uh, crude in the green by 72 cents at 42.66. Not quite yet to the high of the move. We got to move into the 43 handle for that. And uh, gold finally taking a tumble after getting up near 2000 and over 2000 we're peeling back here and uh, we're down 49 dollars and 40 cents big old move on the downside we'll see if gold can uh, catch a bit here i was looking at uh, the 1975 area actually got closer to 2100 than 2000 uh and silver that's in the red too silver's been the big mover on this one uh sniff 30 dollars the other day, uh, now back in the 27 handle, down a buck, a dollar forty-five, and uh, Bitcoin following those as well, down one hundred seventy dollars at eleven thousand eight hundred and forty-five. Triple D, you never told me about the Russian vaccine trick. I teach you all these things over the years, and you never taught me the Russian vaccine trick. Well, I don't even know if I know the Russian vaccine trick. What's the Russian vaccine trick? <laughs> Well, tell me about the Russian vaccine. Here's the trick. The the trick is that in Russia, you don't take a vaccine. Vaccine takes you. (laughs) That is what's happening this morning, according to. Are we going to have joke Tuesday here? Use the other one, too. The other one was good. Who came up with Russian roulette? (laughs) That was me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, well, well, it really is. Let's that's, play that's, some Russian that's, roulette. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. It really, if you are taking that, this thing, it really is Russian roulette because this thing hasn't has been tested for like a month, right? It, they, they're, they, it, nothing's been peer reviewed. Nothing's been published. We don't really know anything. All we know is that Putin says they have a vaccine. We know it's called Sputnik. It's going to be marketed as, as Sputnik Five. And Putin says his daughter. Oh, you got a name for it already? Yeah. His, Putin says his daughter took it and she's feeling great. So. <laughs> Do you guys, do you guys know what uh, Sputnik, where that name came from? What, like Sputnik? Like the original Sputnik? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. To make sure that was a while ago. Well, I thought you were asking why do they call Sputnik Sputnik, and then I don't know. Uh, no, I have no idea okay. why, where they came up with that name. But right, uh, bottom line is, we have not uh, had. We've had very little trials. Um, the larger trials are, are supposed to happen. There's actually a voluntary. Uh, inoculation uh, trial happening in October here, so I guess we should all just hop on over to Russia. And- I'm I, I, I'm ready to get on a plane. I, I, I tried to book a flight ticket. this morning. Yeah, you, you already could- booked your flight to Russia. I tried to. Yeah, getting my right shoulder ready, ready for the vaccine, coming back and taking on the world. I like the Russian roulette. I can't get a flight until August of 25. They're all booked. They're all booked going to Russia. To Russia. 
It's yeah. tough. Well, everybody wants to get there and get their vaccines. So anyways, this is the rally we have this morning. So this is what is called risk on risk off. Spencer Israel, very astute here saying, well, the NASDAQ's down because you know what? NASDAQ is defensive. <laughs> you know what? In the last three months, it has been. The QQQs go down when the market's going up and market's going down. The QQQs are going up. So the NQs don't want a vaccine. They like us all stuck at home and using our technology. So QQQ just went slightly red. That's why we were saying that. But um, the reopening trade fully on here once again. It has been going and cooking for four or five days now, the reopening trade. And we've talked about it. I mean, Boeing, you can't, don't have to look any farther than BA. We bottomed five days ago when it looked like it was going to break down through support at 153. It has been straight up ever since. American Airlines turning on the dime. Had lots of support down there. We talked about the key reversals. We talked about the reversals in Boeing um, on that day. I believe we talked about it on on August the 4th. It would have been the day after the August 3rd and saying, look, you know, they they turned. And if you wanted to try some longs, I wasn't going to argue with you. I hope a few people did try some longs. Me, I didn't, I didn't try too many. I meant a few reopening stocks. Um, no Boeings or American Airlines, but they're hot now. But now if you're coming in these things, like this morning, they're all piling into American Airlines. Okay, now you're chasing again because the trade wasn't today. The trade was five days ago when we were talking about it. $11.16, $11.08, 12 bucks started to break out through 12 It was in breakout mode. Now it's 15 so if you're buying it now, you're buying it from the person who bought it at 12, five days ago. So I can't be coming in here and getting excited about it now because now you got a lot more risk than you did three, four days ago. We were just starting to break out on the reopening trade. But the reopening trade continues. I feel like this is the day to book maybe some of the profits if you're in these reopening stocks, at least for trades. But I mean, good news is good news. Russian vaccine, the deaths aren't climbing high. Um, people aren't scared of COVID. We've been talking about that. The sentiment, everybody's numb to it now. So the market is very numb to it. And don't look now, but the S&Ps are within striking distance of all-time highs. Hey, Triple D, take a look at uh, the American Airline chart, upper right. Look at all those lights. You even put fibs on there for us. Yeah. Look at this, Joel. Look at how fancy. How fast can you draw? Like you do it on the fly? Uh, I, I mean, I just did it a, a few seconds. Now. Joel's I did it right. Yeah. Station. Yeah. I like that. So you get it's, up there near that 16, uh, that little green line. There's your resistance point. Joel's put it in there. The 50%. Yeah. Of this move. Yeah. The, the 50% down. I'm a little bit off. Down I mean, 10. it's, it's hard. To Pretty get close. Them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's hard to get it exact. I can, I, I'm I'm working on it though. I'm trying Joel's to Joel's getting good with these lines. Look at that. And you know what, too? If you keep oh, he's moving this, it. Uh oh, he just moved the lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's sixteen. We'll call sixteen twenty. We're calling. 16, I'm calling it sixteen. Another buck up, and then you're in the major resistance. Fifty exactly. percent retracement of the move. I'm not buying it for the last point because um, I think it does stall out again. But yeah, you know, we, if we get back, we've talked about this before. If we do actually get to a real vaccine, one that everybody's willing to take, and we beat COVID. You look at stocks like American Airlines that were $50 when this thing started, and they could get a lot of money back in a hurry. Um, the question is the timing. is how long. Obviously, they're burning a lot of cash. There has been some dilution. So just because we go back doesn't mean we're necessarily, you know, we beat COVID doesn't necessarily mean it's going straight back to $50. But there's definitely a correlation here. Positive vaccine news we've talked about equals buy reopening stocks, and that's what's happening this morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Real vaccine. Are you saying that Sputnik V is not a real vaccine? No, I'm saying when we get a real vaccine. Yeah. No, oh, oh, yeah, I know what you're uh, saying. Dennis, Sput- I'm, 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 I'm dissing the Sputnik. Is Sputnik it's called? Yes. Sputnik. Like Sputnik. Spuck, oh, no, no, with a T. Sputnik. Come on, Sput- Dennis. Sput- the first I can't speak artif- Russian. It was I'm not the very first good. My artificial... Russian accent is not very good this morning. It's the first <laughs> artificial Earth satellite. It was launched in October of 1957. It orbited. Sputnik. Yeah, Sputnik. You knew that, right? That it number was number five. A... Yeah. Mumbo yeah. number five. All right. And I just want to tell you too that if I go to a different chart, like if I go to DAL here, Delta. Come on, Delta, come up for me. Do me the fifty percent. Oh, the fifty percent will be there. No, it won't be there. But oh. look at this. If I go Show back to something. American Airlines, it's cool. there. 
it's there. So my lines will stay there. They'll live forever. Until those we lines will be there them. forever and ever and ever. Yeah. You have to remove those lines. And Joel doesn't know how to remove the lines. I yet. do. So eventually, that just means we'll have lines all over our charts. No? Okay, watch this. You spoke. I want to see that the lines Boom. disappear. Boom, there. Sit down. Oh, there, my Chip. goodness. They're gone. <laughs> just like that. It's a magic trick. That's yeah, you con. can't teach a, an old dog new tricks. Yeah, uh, but look let's, at that. let's look at Delta. Delta's probably getting a lift too. Getting up near, we're trading up. I just use the pre-market highs. I don't want to, you know, the best thing for this, and I tell you guys all the time, when you're trading these kind of things and you get a pre-market high, you want to see with New York stock, you want to see if there's any paper in the book there, or if you want to see if you have a couple daily highs there. That, 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 that's the main thing to do. And then the last thing would be the opening price. Does it open up, rally up another 25 cents and come back down through the open? Couple tricks for you there. Uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, that's up 16, uh, 15, no, 1660. Uh, just find some daily highs that coincide with the pre-market high, and there, there's a good, a good good reference level for early in the session. Again, like I was saying yesterday, the reopening plays that I like, the safer reopening plays. If you're trying to make quick money, I guess you're buying American Airlines, but you know, obviously you're chasing it here now. Um, but I like the banks a couple days ago, and they continue to rally. They rallied yesterday, and they rallied here this morning as well. We're looking at Citigroup moving up to near $55 now. Bank America has been off to the races Warren Buffett obviously been buying, I think they said, for 13 or 14 consecutive days. Um, so he's been accumulating, and it's been working here because BAC continues to move up. Um, the banks benefit significantly, obviously, from a reopening because all the small businesses that are struggling, uh, if we reopen everything up and don't have COVID anymore, all of a sudden would be looking a lot better. But let's not counter chickens before they're hatched here because we still have a long ways to go before we get a vaccine that's approved over in North America. So I, I think, in my opinion, I, I'd book some profits into this. Uh, look at this. And also, I'm buying dips on tech stocks because they, they are giving you, and obviously the tech stocks are moving the other way. There has been a few nice sell-offs here, like Jeremy was pointing out a few companies there yesterday, but it's starting to look, um, you're getting an opportunity in some tech stocks. Look at your 50% here on the monthly in BAC. Uh, we did sneak above it uh, love this 50%. two months ago, and uh, now you're right back. You're you're back above it now. Now you would have regretted it a little bit when it went over 28 bucks, but if you would have used that exit point on the way down, not too bad. And now bullish back above it. So there, yeah, nice move here for uh, for BAC coming off that multi-year high. I think I'm pretty close to that 35.57. Let's so, move, and if we want to just talk reopening trade one more time, yeah. there's no better example of how it started to come into favor than Intel versus AMD yesterday. Um, Intel having a great day, AMD not so much. And AMD down here again this morning where Intel is up. I bought some Intel. Jeremy Newsom talked me into it. I bought some yesterday morning. Uh, I'm already up almost a dollar in it. I bought it just right after the open yesterday because like, you know what? You're right, Jeremy. Um, I might not get this at 45. I wanted 45. I got in the 46 candles. Like, I'm going to nibble into some Intel. So I nibbled into a little bit of Intel. I still want to own some AMD too. So I think you're going to get a chance here. I don't know if I want to jump in at yesterday's low. Maybe. Maybe. What should I do on AMD? I, I think AMD is still going 100. Here's my thoughts. Still going to 100. I don't think we're going straight back up and reopening stocks and we're all going to go away from our technology plays. I think technology is here to stay. So do you come in at yesterday's low? Like AMD is trading down here today. Maybe you get a little sell-off in tech because the reopening trade is back on. You coming to buy today? Uh, what do you think, Mr. Joel? Show me some lines. Give me a reason. I, I want to buy AMD somewhere in here because this is the pullback I needed. Know. You know what a chicken I am with these gaps. It's run here. so far as a problem. I keep looking I know. at like 52. I still think you're out? 100. If you buy it at 88, you, where, where, where's you know your what? Out? Maybe, maybe you should do it this way. Maybe you should do it with options. Because I think it's <gasps> going to 100. Maybe I should buy like the 80, 85 calls and sell the 100 calls. What do you think on oh, that? Oh, listen to you. Look at this. Maybe that's a safer way to play it. And then if it goes to 100 like you thought, you're obviously going to pick up some points. If it doesn't, you're only going to lose that little bit of premium that you put out. Um, and then you're saving uh, time value. I was pricing this out the other day. I did it on the show too. Um, obviously, well, we're only down a little bit here because options are closed. So if you're pricing off of yesterday's prices, 
Um, it's going to be a little bit cheaper today because AMD is trading in the red. But if I'm just setting it up, the options trade, let's take it all the way. I said by the end of the year. So let's go all the way out to January 2021. And we'll look at the, well, the hundreds aren't listed. Well, that sucks. Okay, well, let's go to November then. Give me enough time. So the hundreds are listed on November. So you could buy the 85s for $9.45 and sell the hundreds for about $4.80. So what is that math? About 450? And you pick up 15 points? That's not bad. That's almost three to one. Oh, man. I don't $4.50 to make 15. I think I would sell that spread to you. Yeah? You don't think no, it's well, there's a, I, I mean, I don't know. You get on these like 100 kicks and 200 kicks, and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. Oh, man. I don't think I could really step in, I don't know, 75 maybe? You got a couple lows in that area, and then after that, you fill the gap. I mean, and I looked at the earnings beat. I mean, it was a. I think they beat by like a penny. You know what I mean? You know I, where your flawed analysis here is? Thinking like, the fundamentals matter. Sorry. <laughs> Remember, fundamentals don't matter. Oh anymore. man, our charts just went blurry. Why did the charts go blurry? Uh, might be you. Yeah, maybe. I got to do that uh, settings thing and take it back to, for some reason, it decided to go back to crappy quality. I put it back to 720p. Hey, guys, we haven't made a lunch bet in a very long time. Yeah. Okay. I think AMD is going to be 100 bucks by the end of the year, but I need odds on it because that's a long ways up. Uh, so I want I'll... two lunches. to No, I want three to one because the options market is giving me three to one. I, I get better to go to the options market then, Joel, and bet five bucks. All right, how about lunch? Okay, so how about you how go about the options how about we do? Um, let's see. We got to use yesterday's closing price, right? So, um, how no, we about we don't have to use? We use the pre-market pricing, eighty-one sixty-one. We'll just so round it off. To to... Grab an edge. All right. <laughs> how about I take eight? We'll go eighty-two because that nice no, round. No, no, we'll go eighty-one seventy-one where it's trading in the pre-market. I see. So. Um, it's 81.75 offer, Joel. You're trying to arb me for 25 cents right there. He's like, I'll sell to Denny at 82, and I'll <laughs> buy at 81.75, and I'll make a quarter on him because he's sleepy here at 8.18 in the morning. I know where you're coming. Okay. 81.71. I For a lunch bet. For a lunch bet. I You will win it if we hit 86.71, and I... I will win it if we hit 76.71. No, I, I'm going to 100. So I want three to one. I want three lunches. No, I'm not giving you three to one. hundred by no. the end of the year. No. It's no. probably a free lunch for you. You know how far that's got to go? Well, I don't want to lose like 30% three. in like four I months. I'm like a hero if it goes up there. You All know right. what? I don't want to see it at 100 because then it will even make me feel I'm going to the options market. I might play it that Go ahead, way. Do it. I might do a Nick Shaheen. Well, he would be writing puts because he doesn't like paying no premium. So yes. maybe I should look at it that way. I could write some puts. No bet. No. All right. no, no I know. We never no have a lunch bet anymore because Joe wants too much of an edge. He's hard, he's hard to bet with. All right. What else? Come on. All let's right. move on. Let's, go to, the er- let's go to the earnings here. Let's start with Neo. Uh, this is this is your beat race. Shocking. If you look at uh, what what stocks have the highest volume this morning, Neo is at the top of the list. It's not even close. They reported earnings this morning. Um, I mean, it was a massive beat. That's all you really need to know. Q2 EPS, they lost 15 cents per share versus a 26 cent loss estimate. Sales of 526 million versus 503 million. They gave Q3 sales guidance above estimates. They gave Q3 vehicle guidance of anywhere from 11,000 to 15,000 deliveries for the current quarter. And um, strong guidance, strong earnings, and strong morning for Nia. It's a good quarter. I mean, again, remember, I always take it when these small, and it's not a smaller company, but then when they're reporting, we know the generally accepted accounting principles in China are much different than the general accepted accounting principles in North America. So we saw how they counted for the virus. We saw how Luck and Coffee did their math. I'm not saying Neo is Luck and Coffee. I'm just saying that they might do their accounting a little bit different than we do over here. So whenever I get, you know, numbers coming over there, I'm like, Taken with a grain of salt. And with that being said, stock's having a nice day. It's moving up. You got some major, major, super duper resistance, Joel. I'm taking it from you. Yeah, there 16 you go. bucks. I don't know where we've been in the pre market, but um, actually, I do know because I can look at my nice purple and blue chart here in the top left corner. So looking at that, I think you got major resistance up at 16. 
And uh, Dennis, if you keep this up, there's no chance that the show is going to be sponsored by the United Nations here. Uh, first, you go Russia. Now you're going on China here. You got to. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, I didn't. I know say, you're over in neutral. Canada I'm just saying there. the counting principles are different. I didn't say they're luck and coffee cooking the bucks. I said the counting principles are different. So you got to be somewhat careful with just. Oh, LK's not even around anymore? Comparing. No, there's no. That's they delisted the board. That's okay, board. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. My buddy you. said they're gonna beat and raise because that's what they do. <laughs> that's uh, all I'll say. He was right. It's a good call. <laughs> beat and raise. Sixteen. I mean, just uh, that. That's That's just standing oh. out here. That got that one daily high there. It also stands as a isn't monthly Neo, high. Somebody's saying Neo's in Switzerland. Am I wrong? Neo's China, isn't it? No. no it's China. They're saying you're in Switzerland. You're Switzerland. Oh, I'm reading wrong. Neutral. Okay. Uh, no, no, I, no, I'm not in Switzerland. I love Switzerland, though. Beautiful country. I've been there once. Sorry. I digress. <laughs> okay, just as a heads up, everyone drop I do see it now, Gary. It says DDD is in right. Switzerland. I was Every- looking with my peripheral glaucoma vision, and I thought it said Neo is in Switzerland. 1644, folks. There's your target. Uh, 1644. I wanted to be exact on that. All right, everyone dropping tickers in the chat. I'm writing them all down, so we'll get to We're going to do some ticker time here. Yep, we'll get to them later. Because you know why? We're coming out of earnings season. We don't have 257 earnings stocks to talk about. We only got a few. Next Let's week. go to another Chinese company. It's Chinese Earnings Day. Hua, H-U-Y-A. Yeah, this is uh, destroyed yesterday, bouncing back today. What's up? Well, th- this is part of that like ten cent empire. So there is the 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 executive order from Trump that sort of put the that that, that poo poo the entire uh, entire sector here, and Huya got punished off of that, or at least they should have if they didn't, because they're they're in that ten cent uh, yes, realm. Did. And so H-E-Y-A did report earnings, and I'll pull them up here uh, on my They're good? Um, can we show it on the – I guess uh, you got to go back. We, and we, can, we can. There we go. Was, my internet was being slow there. Uh, so Q2 EPS for H-E-Y-A, 21 cents versus a 17-cent estimate sales. Beat. 381, yes, beaten to beat. 381 for $377 million, so beaten to beat for H-E-Y-A. This is like the, the Twitch, I believe, of China. So live streaming, video games, that sort of thing. A lot of people caught. From yeah, I agree. Man, you're reading my mind today. I yeah. am, Joel. I, read, I have an algorithm <laughs> that's in my head that reads Joel Alconan's mind and makes trades when he thinks it. So that's a good one there. So do Citadel the should get that one. Read our minds. <laughs> Anyways, I... the mind reading for me says a lot of people caught in this thing from yesterday, probably looking to get their money back. So I don't think this is going to explode up to 26, 27. I would be a seller of the Hua rally. Hua. Yeah. Um, unless they're working on a vaccine. If they're working on a vaccine, then I don't. You know, I want to be careful here. But uh, you can find your mid range from yesterday, or your, uh, you know, your daily pivot is a good point. Uh, under twenty six dollars, what's your pre market high here? Twenty five seventy. You've leaked off that uh, a little bit, so that may stand up here, folks. You're you're uh, sixty five cents away. But just to give you, Dennis, you, you nailed this one yesterday, and I and I don't know if I don't I, even remember what I said on it yesterday. Uh, no, not on this. Oh. Foot Locker. Did you see where that traded in the regular session? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, it Look never even. It it was up there at like $36 in the pre-market. And when we started talking about it, you can see when we started talking about it, just after 8 o'clock, it was around 34 And I was like, sold to you. I'm like, I think there's going to be sellers. And obviously there was. And the stock gave it all pretty much back. A little. I held a little bit of gain, but gave a lot of that pre-market gain back. And it's just, again, people caught in stocks take profits. That's why I love buying stocks, making new all-time highs. Because there's no pain up there. When you're buying stocks that are making, you know, coming back into an area where there's been, you know, a lot of people caught from before or in a stock that's trending down, it's a lot of pain up there. People looking to get their money back, they're going to come in as sellers when the thing pops. So natural supply. And that's what we saw happen yesterday. in football. Yeah, look at that. We walked this thing down, man. I don't know if we did, but obviously it took a lot more than us. But, man, look at that. They just... Right when they start, we covered that at the top of the show too, yeah. huh? Man, yeah. Better watch what we say here. Uh, okay, what else are we looking at? Uh, Spoos are hanging at thirty-three seventy-two, up nearly twenty handles. So pre-market high seventy-nine. Spending a lot of time in the thirty-three seventy handle. Gold 
Gold is continuing to get flushed here. I'm looking at uh, just it's risk on day. We don't need gold. We don't, we don't need silver. Need we don't need Bitcoin and we don't need tech. That's what the market is saying here today. We need Boeing. We need cruise lines. We need airlines. We need retail. We need all the stuff that everybody hates for the last three months because Russia has saved the world. Do you know, you know why gold's going down today? Because I, Almost sold my GLD and my GDX that I bought. Um, I didn't even know you were long GLD. When did you buy GLD? Uh, when I was buying all those puts in February. Holy Joel Alconan. I took some heat, though. Here. I took some heat. I took a lot of heat. That, you it was know, a good when, call, though. Yeah. But what? You're buying gold like 1300 Now you're selling 1900 You're a genius. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. But uh, I didn't say <laughs> I, I wait. I, I was thinking of pulling the trigger yesterday. I sold all my silver way too soon. When it yeah. when it had the first the second parabolic day, I was like, I'm out, and that was at like 22 or 23, and it's now at 28. So I did not envision silver just almost got to 30. As crazy as it did. Crazy move. You're coming in buying gold and silver now. Holy mackerel! This is upside capitulation it's called when you see the charts trending up and then you get these parabolic rocket ship moves that's the time to ring the register because those moves usually don't last unsustainable when the charts start going 45s and then they start going at these like 85 degree angles that's the time to ring the register because that's when everybody's saying i gotta get in this is the time i gotta own silver it's going back to 50 and it's probably not I, I don't know if you've seen the other commodities, but we just pull up commodities in your platform, close your eyes, and just point at one of them. They've been hot. And they've been hot. Coffee, yep. the, the softs are hot. Coffee, uh, lumber is hot. We, the metals have been lumber hot. Lumber is killing me. Uh, they're all hot. Every Why commodity it feels like is hot. Oh, oh, I'm trying built. to build a house. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. Spencer, oh, let me see. I have my commodity thing here. I know... I had it up the other day when we had. So coffee's Casey. Yep. Um, they're all hot though. Just pick one. Bring well, bring a few up. Oh, coffee. Lumber. Coffee's is usually hot. Um, what about cotton? You don't drink coffee, Dennis. Right. Uh, there is. Oh, that's corn. corn I don't eat coffee. Corn. Right, what's right. cotton? Okay, uh -huh. Joel's pulled up two, and they both were going down. I don't know. That's that's corn. Um, Nobody wants coffee. corn. What's uh, corn? What's sugar? How, how often we look at these? Uh, uh, lumber's LB, right? You can tell we're commodity traders Sugar, here. sugar. We don't even know the symbols. <laughs> no, we don't. They're sugar. We're, we're real good. We're real good with commodities. That's why I stick with what I know. Here's a lesson. Somebody, I was seeing in my, in my Twitter handle, become a Bitcoin trader. You've got to trade everything to be a good trader. Nah, I trade what I know. I don't know commodities. I don't know Bitcoins. I don't know crypto. I don't, I don't know. I don't even trade futures. I trade stocks. U.S. stocks. That's what I know. Somebody asked me a question about Canadian stocks. I'm Canadian. I don't know. I trade U.S. stocks. That's what I trade. Stick what's, with what you know. You don't have lumber? to trade everything to make money in this market. Uh, lumber, isn't it LB? Okay. Oh, I, well, lumber, I should have hedged myself at building the house. I should it's have bought LB. some lumber futures. It's not LB. I, thought it was I, want to I think that's all brands. Oh, Dennis, did you go into my account and sell my limited brands for me? Where did no, you do that? I, no, you should do it now, though, Joel. I oh, went back okay. up again. Get yeah. out while the getting's good. You know what I'm Although, buying? And, and it's reopening day today. Maybe it's going to get to 30 for you. Okay. Get out, Joel. Get out. I, I think I need 32. Is that all you got to get your money back? That's what he wants. He wants his money. You don't sell a loss. Who sells at a loss? No one sells at a loss no in this market. <laughs> no way you can't do that i remember regis philbin was on cnbc and he, oh, he was I, down i, I rewatched that clip he was down an apple it's so regis is funny yeah and um he, he bought like i don't know it was 520 it was like pre-split pre and it was down like 400 and he's like well i'm, I'm honestly waiting till it gets back to 520 and then karen feinerman says to him uh well your cost basis doesn't matter with your assessment and he looks at her like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> of course it matters. I got to get my money back. <laughs> That's true. I do the same thing in the long-term portfolio. That's silver I probably sold because it's exciting my money back. So here I preach, That's you know, don't let, the lose, don't let it become a big loser. And sometimes I let it do it too. And it's natural. 
you know, it's called, it's the psychology, CFA, loss aversion. We all have it. Nobody wants to book a loss. You don't There's have to. There's a lot of strategies this. around that. So the Joel, Al oh, Brands, 32 bucks. Throw your order out there. Get did ready. Did that get to single digits? Did it? Let me see. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it did. I thought it was going under. I still think it could. And be. I kept on telling you, Eight women bucks. are still going to wear lingerie. I told you that. Men are going to wear lingerie. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing months. this back here. 831, four minutes before a guest, CC Lagator. Don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Let's go to Tilray here. They had earnings yesterday after the close. Is that still around? Tilray? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. I was joking. Hey, look at this. That's a joke, a joke. Look at this Duluth Holdings chart. If uh, underwear is back, look at this. Duluth? Are we going after Duluth now? Well, I just, Best commercials. It... I and I bought. I told you I bought the underwear. I saw the commercial so many times. I had to try the Duluth underwear, and they were. And you know what? I didn't like them. I didn't like <laughs> the underwear. And I actually have my wife bought me four pairs for my birthday because I was always. I love those commercials. I want to try those underwear. She bought me the underwear, and I'll be honest, I didn't like them. And, I, and they sit in my drawer. So Duluth, no, not a fan. Not saying like the Skechers, the shoes hurt your feet, the underwear hurts your bum, but I didn't like it. I didn't find them that comfortable. Sorry, okay. Duluth. Come on, Spencer. Come on, save us here. Okay. We tried Tilray. to. Tilray, I tried to. Uh, oh, yeah, we were on Tilray. 66, I'm just going to say, if you need me, I'll be in the other room. Uh, 66 <laughs> cent loss versus a 20 cent, uh, 27 cent loss estimates. They missed the EPS. Sales also missed. 50 million versus a 55 million dollar estimate so miss and a miss for Tilray last quarter seven boxes major support that's all that matters 689 690 it could sneak its head through they got double bottom right around there that's the level that matters ntlry if you're trying that support um go for it i mean again don't get stuck with this that's the major support though it's very well defined all right, producer price index out. Thanks, Gary. Uh, 0.5 versus 0.1. Market not really moving on that at all. That's uh, that's a little bit higher than expected, but excluding food and energy, uh, you know, taking out a couple big components there, but uh, not really moving to futures, trying to remain in the 33.70. I know. That's why I don't even look at that. And the people who go on and say, oh, we don't have any inflation. Deflation is our concern. We just have to bring, who was it that was pointing it out? Um, oh, it was um, on our show and he had done work on it and looked at everything that they had pulled out of, you know, the CPI and looked over all the years and saying, if we still calculated, you know, the CPI as we did back in like 1985 with everything that's in there, because they take out everything inflationary, inflation's running six or 7%. That's where it really runs. So, you know, you go in, your subway subs like 10 bucks now. It used to be six, yet they tell me there was no inflation. Housing prices are, you know, way higher than they were four or five years ago or 10 years ago, yet they tell us there's no inflation. So don't believe it. There's inflation. Inflation exists. These not, indexes are all just manipulated. Let's just do real. Let's just do one more. Let's do Canada Goose quickly before we, we bring on CC. Uh, they had earnings out this morning. Their adjusted EPS it lost thirty five cents per share last quarter. That was down on a year over year basis from twenty one cent loss a year ago. Sales twenty six million Canadian dollars versus uh, seventy one million a year ago. So uh, increased or increased losses, decreased revenue on a year over year basis. Would this not just be a seasonality trade? Seriously. Yeah. Who the hell's buying winter coats in the middle of summer? Because that's what most part, it's the winter coats, right? I mean, they have other stuff. Why there's... are you buying a winter coat when it's 95 degrees out? So, I mean, are we even concerned about goose earnings at this point in time? I got to think, I'm trying to look actually longer term. Do we see seasonality effects in this? Do you see run-ups at the ends in the winter time? Well, that's... Maybe you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. Well, I mean, it's 19. been trending down, and you got one, you got yeah. the other effects. It was just ridiculously overpriced stock, so that's been going in there. But if you go to the weeklies, you can kind of see a little bump up towards in the winter time. Although in the December, it really got killed. I don't know. It's tough. I guess you don't see it there, but I don't. Dennis, know you get your coats right at uh, at TJ Maxx. So. If I want Canada Goose clo clo uh, coats, I can go out and my yard right now. There's probably 50 Canada geese sitting in my yard right now. I can make my own Canada Goose coat. I just need a gun. For real. And, uh, 
long-term support here, 22 and just under 22. We didn't get quite there yet. Uh, Pre-market low comes at 22.40. Wow, bounced to 24.80 off that. So kind of in the middle of no man's land. This might be one of those days where you don't see the pre-market high or the pre-market low. Just chop around between like 22.75 and 24.40 and just chop, 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 chop. But uh, down at 22 or under 22, uh, that looks like a good area of support. And if you're going to come back up on the upside here, what was the low? What was yesterday's low? If you get back near 24, low from yesterday, 23.94. So you're only 20 cents away from the get fill. See if people are lining up at 24. They could buy this. They could buy the dip. 22 bucks. I, yeah. I, I feel like we just glossed over one of the funniest things Dennis just said. But no, it's all right. All right. About him going out on his front yard? Yes. There's so much goose poop on my front and my on my yard because I'm on the water here at the cottage. There's literally you gotta go around all they, they come on your yard because they're just they want to graze, eh? So they want to eat your grass and eat your weeds. And there is I, I counted one day, I had fifty two Canada geese on my yard. Fifty two. They're everywhere up here, man. And in, in Northern Ontario, the Canada geese, they're just out of hand. There's so many of them. Everybody has like, we have like traps set up. I know CC, we're going to let you come on. We're going to keep CC longer because I'm kind of into CC's time here. He's listening patiently in the background, but there is so many Canada geese up here. Like they literally crossing the roads and you got to like wait. And there's like 50 of them across the road. They don't fly. They just walk everywhere. And they're not scared. My, my kids go out there. They're chasing them. They're not even scared. They're not even scared. They Under know seven, we, we oh, we're okay. starting talking about till right. Goose see poop. The you got a whole seven. Poop. Some other lows at six eighty, six ninety. I mean, you're coming into support if you really want to own it. All right, Peter will not be sponsoring this show. I'm bringing on <laughs> bringing on CC Lagatory. He's the co-founder of Options AI. CC, good morning. Are you with us? Yeah. Can you hear me? We can. We can hear you. We can see you. Uh, why don't you save us here with, with some market talks, you see, since we last spoke. Uh, well, no, I'm kind of fascinated by the, the <laughs> so they call them Canadian geese in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. We should just call them geese. geese, but we still yeah. call them Canada geese. I know I, it doesn't make any right. I'm in Canada, should be called geese, but everybody, I call them Canada geese. Maybe it's because I am. Um, partial american because i work for u.s company i don't know and i i don't trade as u.s stock so maybe it's just me that calls them canada geese but well no it's funny is last time i was on the show it was what was it that day where about 40 percent of the s&p 500 market cap was reporting earnings that day you know like with facebook and and all and then it's interesting to see the shift to sort of macro i mean today we're talking lumber and silver and you know, and oh, uh, a or, or word, Russian, yeah. Russian uh, vaccine. So I'm Russian actually roulette. fascinated. I didn't know this until Spencer mentioned it. So Putin gave it to his daughter. Like, that's what is this said. true? Is this rumor? That's, that's, that's what he said. That's what he said. Does she have an Instagram we can follow or anything? I don't know. Oh, but she was a daughter. They didn't like as much, CC. <laughs> See how it's going. <laughs> Come on, guys. He wasn't right. the favorite daughter. Okay. The favorite daughter didn't He's coming out at nine, Dennis, so you better not say Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't want to. Putin's coming on. We got him booked at nine. Oh, uh, nice. CC, <laughs> I, I want to pull up a, a blog post of yours, uh, I guess, yeah. from yesterday. You've got some setups, uh, option setups as it relates to earnings happening later in the week. I'm, yep. I want to start with this Lyft setup here. Oh, yeah. Uh, they report, uh, is that tomorrow after the close? Did I get that right? It's I think tomorrow, I right? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, here's here's that setup for us, and and if you missed uh, when CC was on the show two weeks ago, a bit of a different way of visually displaying what's on an options chain. So, kind of walk us through this setup for us in, in Lyft. Yeah, so this is um, you know at the center of options AI. You know, it starts with the expected move, and that's for a number of reasons. You know, right now you can see where the options market is pricing Lyft this week, and that's what I have highlighted with about a 9.4%, 9.5% 9 expected move. Now, um, you know, you all hit on, uh, what was it, NIO and Tilray, and they're both, they've both moved about 10%. I think elsewhere, I was checking out that, uh, if you scroll up a little bit, Spencer, I think they're, both of their expected moves were around 13%. So, uh, Slightly under. No, yeah. Neo so, was 13, yeah. And yeah 16 and, bucks, Neo. There you go. Yeah, and it's... And then, so, oh, so $16, right, Dennis, you brought that up earlier and you said yeah. that was resistance. And that's yeah. what you see a lot of times is that, you know, the options market 
you know, it's, it's looking at the same things, right? So people are saying, all right, where could this thing go if it goes up on Friday? And, you know, people are pricing those options with 16 as resistance. And that's where you see the expected move into that. Um, you know, with Lyft, um, it's kind of interesting with overall with earnings season, you know, like when I was on the show last, you have this um, sort of, you know, like if, let's say if you're starting with the first 50 companies to report out of the S&P 500, they're picking up everybody else's elevated volatility at the beginning of earnings season. Um, and so you, you probably in general are getting overpriced expected moves for earnings at the beginning of earnings season. Now, as we move, you know, we're now what 90% of the S&P 500 is reported earnings. You're now getting probably, um, you know, like Lyft, for instance, is reporting in an environment where almost every other stock has already reported earnings. So it's not picking up that market vol um, from other companies. And you Great can see point. that in the VIX. Very I mean, good. the VIX is, you know, low 20s now. And it was, it was probably 30 or close to 30 at the beginning of earnings season. So what you start to see is a shift on, you know, that these are probably much more uh, idiosyncratic um, expected moves on these earnings reporting late in the season. Whereas... At the beginning, it's hard to tell what's the market and what's the stock, you know, in these expected moves. Now, you know, in this lift, um, oh, another thing, Dennis, when you brought up earlier, you were talking about AMD and you priced it out to November to 100. And it was sort of interesting. I pulled that up on Options AI and it was, it was like 99 out in November for that expiration for the bullish expected move. So your, your instinct on what call to sell was, you know, sort of, perfectly in line with the options market for that time frame, And then, you know, I think we've talked about it before that, that, you know, big numbers, big round numbers, a hundred, right. Yep. If AMD were to hit a hundred, I'm sure it would hit a bunch of resistance there. So. I mean, it's, uh, and, 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 you know, props to UCC. I think last time you were on, we talked about Amazon and they were coming into earnings and you talked about the 3,200 level. And mm -hmm. I mean, that has been the level of levels it that day on the earnings i believe it was july 20th and it hit 3201 at the high you got it like an amazon 3200 stock right you got it within a buck right so yeah. and, and so these expected moves really come into play and it's tried to get above 3200 multiple times before and just cannot do it and almost yeah. looks like it's failing here now which is somewhat concerning because i'm long amazon but in my yeah. long-term portfolio but um, you know, these expected moves really come into play, especially on earnings, um, because obviously you have people who have options, open interest there, and they start to become in the money. So they're natural sellers above those strikes. Yep. So yeah. it, it's and I, uh, props to you for that. Yeah. And I think you brought up, uh, one of you brought up the, you know, the concept of the hockey goalie. Yeah. There's hockey goalies on either side of those big, heavily owned strikes. And it's because of the gamma and that when the stock gets past that strike, there's a lot of stock to sell. And then when it comes back below it, there's a lot of stock to buy. And it just, you know, it's uh, does that asymptotal thing. Um, it's, it's such a good point to make. And even if you're just a stock trader like myself, and I very rarely trade options, I do it sometimes, but very rarely. I mean, it's so important to look at this stuff because yeah. it gives you a target. I mean, yeah. it gives you a, okay, well, you got a huge open interest spot. It's going to have struggle going through there. So if I'm long it, Let's dump it at 3,200. If I'm in, in, in looking at, you know, lift in the case, if we go back to your chart that we were just showing a few minutes ago yep. and you got a 9% expected move, I mean, it gets up there or 10% expected move. It gets up to that point. That's where you start thinking about, okay, well, I caught this on the right side. Where am I getting out? It gives you a natural target. Yeah, yep, exactly. And that's, I think, you know, you brought up a great point is that the options market has insight, even if your, your plan isn't even to trade options, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're just buying stock and you've got a time frame in mind, you know, like your time frame is by the end of the week or your time frame is by the end of the month or, you know, like you said in AMD, by the end of the year, the options market is telling you a lot of things about that time frame, you know, and it's, and it's absorbing all of that information in and saying, you know, technical resistance, fundamentals. You know, all those things are already baked in there because it's where people are putting, you know, dollars to work. It's real money. You know, it's not just opinion in there. Uh, CC, question from our chat here about uh, com commissions and options AI and, yep. and, and, and what you charge. Yeah, well, so you can go to optionsai.com and see the commission structure. Um, so basically, it's, a, it's no per contract commissions you'll see there. 
and it's $5 trade. And so th the idea, the concept there is that if you're going to do an iron condor, for instance, um, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be scared off from an iron condor if it's the right trade, just because it's multiple strikes, right? And that $5 is no matter what the volume is. So you could literally do a hundred lot iron condor and it's the same price. Got it. All right. I, I want to go back to uh, these setups here. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually remember if we actually, if you walked us through the lift one or not, but uh, I would like to go to Baidu because Baidu also reports. Oh, yeah. So can you walk When's Baidu? When's Baidu? Uh, they're on my list here. Baidu. I know it's this, is it tonight or tomorrow? No, no, no. It's Thursday afternoon. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's look. And I think I've written there. Um, so it's expected moves about 6.6% by the end of the week. Um, it's last earnings. It intraday, it moved 12%, but then it closed just up 2%. And that's, you know, sort of one of the things you've got to take into account with an expected move into an earnings event is, you know, what you see at the close may be quite different if you have a position on intraday, right? So, you know, if, if Baidu, is a, a six and a half percent, seven percent expected move into Friday, you know, and you've sold a condor and this thing is at seven percent that morning on the open. Um, you know, you're you have to take that into consideration. And even if it moves back to just up two percent. Um, now, I don't know, Dennis Dillick, do you see anything there on the technical level on the technical charts where that's tying to? Um, so Baidu, if you went up to 132.70, yeah, you kind of do. I mean, you got all those tops there, late July, 133, 134. So it's not that far off of there. So uh, at least on the resistance point, so yeah. that somewhat makes sense. The support side, uh, you know, you're kind of there too. You're right. 114 was the low of the move. So it's yeah. funny. Like you're right. The options price and the technicals a bit too. Yeah. And Spencer, can I take over the screen or? Yeah. Yeah. Give me one second here. Yeah. All right. Go for it. All right, cool. And someone's asking, or maybe that was Joel. I, I, Dennis, I think you sent your geese over to Cece's house. I'm not quite sure. Is there geese no, in the background at Cece's? Do you no, have a can I, of geese there? I have to say, so I am outside, and uh, so I didn't wake up the house. I'm up in the, I'm on a fortified compound in the Colorado mountains right now. So, but yeah, that's why I don't know if you saw me laugh, but this thing won't go away. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Like a crow it. or something. There's a crow behind you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the Canada geese. It's better than like a mountain lion or something. <laughs> um, Certainly no bears around there. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I mean, you see bears all the time. Yeah. I saw one the other day and it was going right to my trash. And I was like, hey, bear. And it didn't even look at me. It just like put the trash cans over. And then went on its on its way. It's got to be faster than the person standing with you. Exactly. You don't have to be faster <laughs> than the bear. <laughs> All right. So, Cece, what are we about? To... Okay. So, what we're going to look at is, you know, I taken through. Well, we can go into Baidu real quick, and what we see is the expected move, and we can come to sort of see like each expiration here, right? And within that, you know, like we can back this up and, and sort of talk about the technical levels Dennis was talking about. And you see that, right? Like this is pricing this earnings, but basically to a move of the recent highs. And, you know, within that, we can say like, I'm bullish, I'm neutral, I'm bearish, or, nice. or set a price target. And, you know, if you were to specifically set a price target, you can actually see within the options chain. Um, if you notice in that top blue bar, it may be a little small on the screen, but you can see the probability of any move, you know, out here with this price target. And oftentimes you'll see demand for upside calls, maybe, you know, larger than actually you see it right here. It's only about a 22% to the expected move down below, but it's almost, you know, 30% to the upside. So that means people are buying slightly, you know, they're buying more calls than Baidu. Now that doesn't mean it's going higher. It just means you got to pay more if you think it's going higher. Um, but anyway, the way that works is then you can just generate trades. And, you know, like when Dennis earlier was doing the math in AMD, you know, this is doing the 126, 136 call spread in Baidu. And you can just see it on the chart up to the expected move. It's playing for a move in the expected move. And it's, um, you know, it's showing your break even right above where the stock is trading, you know, $3.27 higher than the 126 strike. 
CC, how often, and I don't know if you have stats to back it up, but how often do you see that, you know, the stocks do stay within the expected move? So I think it's about, well, I know for this season, it's about 70%. 70%. Yeah. And if you think about that, that sort of makes sense. Like that Baidu um, example I gave earlier, you know, that probably violated its expected move intraday on that next trading day. But then mm. it came back, you know, it you got have, back within it. You have buyers and sellers and, um, you know, the expected move is generally about a 25% chance of happening in either direction. So, you know, yeah, if you put it this way, if you had a policy of selling premium into every earnings event, I know you wouldn't go broke. Like, I can't tell you exactly like what you'd make over time, but like, you know, the math is more on your side because you're, you're selling into elevated volatility. That's going to drop like a, you know, like a stone the next day. So. And the only problem is, can you stomach those really crazy moves when, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when you have something blow through the expected move three or four yeah, times. Right. And, <laughs> and that's why I always say, you know, like I think, it's a mistake. Some, I mean, there's several mistakes, a lot of uh, at home traders make in options, but you know, the first being, I think people reach for out of the money options in a way that they shouldn't be doing, you know, they just want the lotto tickets. But the other one is, you know, you see people sell downside puts and they say like, you know, I would buy the stock here. Um, but a lot of times I think, you know, defined risk and actually set, like, for instance, selling a put spread into an earnings, you can do the math in a way that you can't with if you're just short a put. So if that is the one out of four that just blows you out and the stock is down 25% and you thought it, you know, you were playing for a down 10% move, you know exactly what you're going to lose, right? It's really hard to do the math on a short put when you're really, really wrong and, and, and factor that into whatever your strategy is over time. Because that one time can really make you, you know, cause some bad decisions. I and think a lot of a lot of times I see people and they write puts too, and they say, "Oh, I would buy the stock down there," but then they write more than they probably would buy. Exactly. So, so you get a little bit yeah. maybe chew yeah. on too much, and then you're like, "Oh, now I'm in trouble." Exactly. It turns into real money really quick, and you know, it's I think it's hard for a lot of people to do that times a hundred and be like, "Oh, wait, that's eighty thousand dollars or whatever." <laughs> it is, right? Like it's forty thousand in my account. This math isn't adding up. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, CC, some questions from our chat. So we were just looking at uh, what was obviously an app screen. Uh, Offense AI, it's an app. Is there also a, a web version? Yeah, it is actually uh, browser-based. Okay. It's, um, so it's, it's for mobile or desktop. Um, you know, it's totally mobile responsive. You can do it on any, any device. All right. Uh, OptionsAI.com is the website. CC mm -hmm. Lagator is the co-founder at OptionsAI. CC, we appreciate the time today. Oh, yeah. Thanks anytime. waking up early with us. Yeah. Great to see All you guys right. again. All right. Have a All good right, one. Thanks, CC. All right. Let's go to the chat now. Got some yeah. Here, before we do that, I yeah. just, I, uh, I just want to show one thing here. I got to get to. You got um, some fancy lines again? No, no, I just we want you to put the expected move on all the charts. Oh, now. yeah, that, now that we're going, honestly, this stuff's good stuff. CC loved it, you know, if you're still listening, loved, loved the analysis, oh, loved the expected move. It means so much, you know, we saw in the case of Amazon. Um, and I think CC is exactly right, you know, people go after these long calls, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna buy the Amazon 3200 calls, and it's like. Well, that was the expected move. You know, how much more gas does it have even if it blows it away through there? You know, sometimes, yes, you know, it's going to be a real blow and it's going to blow through the expected move. But CC just said 70% of the time last quarter did not. So that's, you know, only one out of three that are going to go through it. And then if it doesn't go through it enough, you're going to end up losing in the long run. So expected Spencer, move is so big. So I want to see expected move me? on the charts. Joel, uh, come for nope. it. Figure that out. I do not. You can grab them. Oh, I got it. Um, here, I just wanted to show... Uh, this other, uh, the other side here of my screen, and you can see it. Look at this. The spoos are up 17. And look at Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Rotation station. Look at the, that. And then Burke. And Burke has some Apple in it, but Burke's a value stock. All other value stuff in there. Yep. We know. So it's, it's Look at that. The value trades are on. You can clearly, clearly see the rotation. And it's funny how... You know, this rotation has been there for a while. I mean, 
if we go before COVID, you know, the market's going up and typically the Apples and the Microsofts and Facebooks are going up. But that's not been the case, really. I mean, there has been, those, those stocks have been deemed, at least at this time, which is crazy, but Spencer Israel said it, they've been deemed defensive. So, um, like, Apple's a little bit of a value, so it's holding up better. But um, you look at the tech, and I mean, it, it's underperforming in the last few days. Why? Because reopening stocks are starting to perform, and money isn't just flowing in, it's rotating around. So, understanding the rotations and getting ahead of it, like we said three, four days ago, you could see the rotation starting. And if you were turning around selling your tech stocks and buying your reopening stocks three, four days ago, it was a good move. I don't adjust my long-term portfolio that much, but I definitely trade that way. Like overnight, I was long Expedia. I'm long like stocks. I've sold you know a lot of these already into the moves, but they paid me big time. So I was short tech and I was long some of these stocks because that's what's been working. So my trading portfolio did really well overnight. This is my day trading portfolio, my overnight portfolio, because I was biased long reopening stocks and short tech. And that works. I mean, you know, long-term portfolio perspective are you going to keep balancing and capturing every rotation no that's more for trading so for long-term investing maybe you got a little bit of both with which i kind of do so you're participating in both ways kramer talks about the barbell approach it's a good approach i've got a similar approach i have some value stocks i have some growth stocks you know obviously i have the big guns the microsoft's and the apples and the amazons we're not going to sell them every time we roll over for three four days because obviously you know that's not the way you build wealth in the long run but as it trades yeah, you can buy and sell these things as much as you want. And if you're getting ahead of that rotation, you make some money. Hey, check out this Apple chart here. You got three lows right at the 440 area, and you got three highs right at 456. So let it chop around here. But for you, you long-term Apple bulls here, I'd be hawking 440 on the downside, and obviously you want to break out. But uh, three lows in the same area, 39.19, 41.17, and then yesterday's low right on the kisser at 440. I bet you if you bring up the uh, – let me just bring up the options here, and I bet you that's where your open interest is in for the weekly options here. I'm going to pull it up real quickly, and that will be the pin. But uh, just let me see with the open interest. And then, Spencer, you can uh, – uh, open interest uh, in the calls. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Well, there's always quite a bit in 440. But in the puts, there's the biggest open interest in the puts – for the expire on Friday is at 440. There's your level. Level of the year in Apple, 440. Let's do a few tickers. We can oh, stay a sure. few minutes extra because we didn't get to any tickers. CC was great. We kept him a little longer because he was doing really, it was really good. Um, jump three, four tickers. Let's okay. go. Okay. Uh, Greg B asked us about Zoom info. They had earnings after the close yesterday. They beat yeah. and they beat and they gave some good guidance. Growth Z. stock out of favor right now. These stocks are out of favor. We've seen, you know, it's probably didn't even matter what they were going to say unless they're really, really going to blow it away because they're just out of favor right now. This stocks will come back in the favor. These are the kind of stocks I would actually be buying. Um, not necessarily. I don't follow Zoom info story close enough, but if you're looking, symbol. if you've been We're missing, ZI, ZI. yeah, if ZI. you've been missing, um, you know, the growth aspect to your portfolio, there are some great companies on sale right now. I did buy AYX yesterday after the good, second day of dip, just, just nibbled in some Zoom info. I don't follow it closely enough, but it's got great support at 39. I'll write it down, take a look at it. Um, again, the, the multiple scare me on a lot of this stuff. So even with AYX, multiple scares me. So it's light positions on them, but you know, it's trying to build some growth in your portfolio. You're getting some chances right now. Yeah, it's breaking. I see the support, former support at four, well, 40. You have a bunch of lows just before that bump right up to 47. So uh, we'll see. Uh, the other lows that I'm looking at are just beneath that, and they come in at uh, – 38, I mean, 38 to 40. If this holds 38 to 40 over the next two days, it'd be a buy the dip. If not, uh, you could be uh, you could be getting some bids out at 35. Uh, someone, <clears throat> Taywo, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, asked us if you'd bought more space. I did. I did buy more space uh, two days ago. So um, right around mid, mid to low 19. So I actually took some heat on the second purchase down 18, 13. Originally bought it 16. Watch go away 27. Again, this is long-term story. This is, I've put this in my retirement account. So I'm not trying, trying not to look at it. 
So not a trade, not a trade at all. Although I don't mind it for a trade here too. And I sometimes do put it on for trades. I have added on the day trading portfolio, the overnight portfolio. Um, it, it, typically the offering is going to sit it down for a while. Story has cooled off. I think eventually the story gets hot again. So I stuck this not as a trade, long-term portfolio, not going to look at it. I decided this is going to be a zero or it's going to be a 50 or or $100 stock. So I'm willing to take this thing all the way to zero if I have to, because I just, I think the story could get hot. So speculative capital only in space, but I think eventually the story gets hot again. Good question. What was the secondary pricing? Was that like 1970? 1950, I think 1950, it was. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, there it is. A little and it's bit slowed of down here a bit. It did trade through it. We, we had a little bit of, you know, it hasn't helped that the rotation out of these, you know, Momo names is, is there too. But space kind of does its own thing. Yeah. Uh, again, I still think going forward, it's a pure play on something that a lot of people are going to talk about. SpaceX isn't going away. Obviously, this is SpaceX. But every time it seems like SpaceX has a launch, Spencer Israel's pointed out, SPCE gets some love. SpaceX is going to be in the news a lot going forward. And I, I believe in the concept of, you know, like travel to space. I mean, I think it's awesome. I think AMD hits 100 before they put anybody on, uh, in space. I think AMD hits 100 before the end of the year, so I agree with you. Okay. I'm a buyer of the AMD pullback. I don't know where. All right. Uh, K-Chat asked about Chegg. Bit of a rough day yesterday. I don't know if there was a catalyst or what, but uh, Chegg. No, this is just growth cooling off. And this is the first day of cooling off for this. Some of them playing catch up. Uh, I don't want Chegg. This looks scary to me. Even even with uh, you know remote learning and yeah no I think uh, again if we're going into and we're starting to get to a point where we're talking about a lot of these reopening stocks it depends on how your portfolio is Spencer I mean if you're all reopening and you want to add some of these stocks to it but Shag has had a hell of a run I mean you know a five point sell off and this is nothing this was third twenty this was twenty. Five dollars three and a half months ago. It's now over eighty. It's run so far. Um, that candle was ugly yesterday. Now you have some people caught in this. I think it's more than a day of pain for this. So I wouldn't be surprised if this hits the low seventies. I'm not interested in check. Not yet. All right, and we'll do a couple more here. S R N E Sorrento. This one is uh, is up this morning on a lot of volume. Although I actually haven't looked it's, at it for. That sucks crazy. Down so, now. It's crazy moves, okay, okay. and it, it got up big time. Kramer gave it a little bit of love last night on Mad Money, just a little bit again, and it blasted off as soon as he just mentions it. Um, it's a retail loved stock right now. It's you know the pick of the week, whatever you want to call it. I think eventually the story cools off. It got so, sold. Not, did not, you sell into coming. that? Did you sell into that? Twenty no, one? No, no, it, it did. It, yeah, it went up to twenty one. Last night. Yeah, you reversed. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, so I think now um, just looking at this, seeing it getting over 21, looking at the high close for the move uh, yesterday, highest it's been since uh, 2016. I think not only today, uh, but moving forward, that closing price of 1882, that's a big level for me in Sorrento Therapeutics. And what do you wonder? What about MGM? This one's from uh, Eric in the YouTube chat. They had a, uh, a, a IAC took a stake yesterday, or they disclosed a stake yesterday, 12% active stake in MGM uh, from IAC. Uh, corp. They're like the conglomerate that owns a bunch of stuff. Oh, man. Look Felt at right that. at the old high. Look at that. Holy mackerel. On the kisser failed at the old high. Oh, Coming boy. back up, I'd be a seller. Yep. You got people caught yesterday that were buying the good news. They're getting a lot of that money back here today. I think you sell this thing until it's above $24. I'm, I'm a seller of that. I don't like it. Not at 2384, all. $23.84, $23.79. I, I, I agree with Dennis here. I don't know if you're going to see that. And when you hear these guys are buying, they're not buying here. They're buying here. They're buying at 15, 16, 17, right? They're not, they're not well, buying. And IAC up. obviously bought a chunk of the stock. So they're, right. you know, they're, they're, this is, you know, they've sold a chunk of the company. But that was the good news. That was the upside capitulation. It was the time to take profits. And if you missed it, you're getting a second shot here this morning, thanks to the Russian uh, vaccine. So I think that second shot, I think you take it. I think you get the hell out. My opinion. Just my opinion. All right. Uh, I think that'll be a wrap. There's a couple more, but uh, we'll get to those in the afternoon show. If you don't know where to watch that, that same 
place as this youtube.com slash Benzinga TV. It's also on uh, the pre-market site, uh, benzinga.com uh, slash pre-market dash prep. Uh, Joel and I are on there from 340 to 4. Uh, and I want to thank our guest today, CC Lagator. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, please. And thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. And I think that's going to be a wrap for us. So everyone have a great rest of your Tuesday. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.